0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one
2: serving you. This is Football Friday presented by Abundance Energy. We'll get into uh, the college games that we have uh, scheduled for today and then uh, the NFL weekend, and we had a game uh, last night in the National Football League, and the, the Cleveland Browns have uh, have clinched a playoff spot with Joe Flacco <laughs> at quarterback. Uh, not Deshaun Watson, who they're paying a king's ransom, so to speak. Uh, they beat the New York Jets last night, did the Browns 37-20. to 20. They're 11-5 and five on the season, and they have clinched a playoff spot. Do you know who is a huge, huge Cleveland Brown fan? Because she's from Cleveland, is our... our our friendly face in the Yates, Yates forming center chat line. Risa uh, is a Cleveland Brown fan. So uh, congratulations to Risa and her Cleveland Browns and, and all you Cleveland Brown fans. There's out there. a lot of long
1: suffering there. Oh, there's,
2: there's a lot of long suffering. There. I mean, no doubt.
1: having, having lived in that area for mm-hmm. three years, that is a, uh, I mean, in every, every way imaginable to the point that your team just flat out got up and left there, a lot of suffering there.
2: You know, uh, and so they're they're not going to win the division because Baltimore is uh, is going to do that. Um, but you might you might look at the Browns and go, uh, are they the third best team in the AFC right now, behind Baltimore and Miami? Well, they're trending upward at they're, a time they're when uh, a usual they're,
1: suspect mm-hmm. is uh, trending the other
2: way. Yeah, no, no way. question. Yeah, no, no, no question. So, I mean, the AFC South is a. A bastion of just uh, uh, parity. Uh, everybody's eight and seven except Tennessee. Uh, Kansas City is going uh, back to the pack. They're nine and six. Um, they're they're better away from home than they are at home. Five and two away. And then uh, and then you look at at uh, Buffalo, and they're they're nine and six. Uh, they're going to be they're a contender, but they still they've got plenty of question marks. So uh, the Browns might might be as good as anybody there in the, in the AFC. And we, we certainly would have, wouldn't have said that uh, a couple of months ago. All right. Red Raider basketball last night, uh, they take down Sam Houston state. Uh, it's going to, it's going to start getting harder here really quick. Okay. (laughs) Like, like muy pronto. It's going to start getting, it's going to start getting hard, harder for him. But what's, what's your take on, on this, uh, Red Raider basketball team kind of where, where we are right now. You know, I, I, uh,
1: we kind of discussed this a little bit yesterday um, with Sneed, but but I, in a weird way, I almost think that the the development of the team at large not not that you're better I'm not saying that at all but has maybe been been amplified or or, or sped up you know catalyzed by the loss of Devin Cambridge because some other guys have been forced into contribution. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what I think is is going to be tough in Big 12 play at that pace against that level of team and, and with the level of uh, defensive effort, particularly, it's going to require you had six guys last night play 24 or more minutes. If you add Chance McMillan as your sixth man off sure. the bench, mm-hmm. then you had Robert Jennings and Lamar Washington each play just under 12 minutes. <laughs> and that, now you, you emptied your bench last night and everybody got in, but that is the extent, those eight guys, of what your rotation will be in Big 12 play, and and I think you're you're just going to—I think there's a bad chance that you wear down as this season progresses. However, I also think that uh, guys slotting into new roles and new areas of needing to be able to contribute has—to me, It's it might have been developing anyway if Devin Cambridge was still here, but I just feel like it's it's amped up a little quicker. Uh, At least you have a decent idea of who and what you need to be going into Big 12 play. As opposed to uh, to how that might have been, um, you know, I, I really don't think this team had had notched in an identity prior to the Cambridge injury. It's still early and very young <coughs> team, so that that makes sense. But but I've, I've been pleased with what they've done in, in the weeks since that uh, since that development.
2: Pop Isaac's had twenty eight. He hit three uh, five threes last night. He's five eleven from the free from the three point line, and, and he then- started zero of five. That's okay. the telling piece there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 18 for Kerwin Walton um, last night, and then 11 for Chance McMillan off the bench. the The other thing that stands out to me, and, and this, this has been pretty consistent even since the Cambridge injury, uh, 21 assists on 32 made field goals last night. I mean, as a as a basketball coach, you have to like that. And the how they've kind of moved the offense and <coughs> and shared the ball may not have always been may not have always been flowed right. But it's it was it's kind of like this offense is kind of like a chocolate chip cookie dough, okay? In <laughs> in that, okay? In that when you when you put the chocolate chips in to the cookie dough, uh, it, and you mix it up, there it's not evenly spread throughout the whole cookie dough. But when you put the cookie into the oven, if you've made it right, when it comes out, no matter how it looks, it tastes pretty good.
1: I I like the analogy. I like the analogy. You, you, you're one point away from Darren Williams and Warren Washington being in double figures. You had all six of those main six guys in double figures last night. So, you know, but, but, you know, Walton and Isaac's getting hot from three is not a big 12 formula for success. You're going to have to go to the, and, and last night you got to the free throw line, a, a pretty significant amount. And you were, okay there you weren't very good 17, 17 24. to 24 yeah, yeah that, what would you like
2: that to would you like it to be closer to 75 to 80 percent? yeah
1: oh yeah i mean I, I i'd like to be i'd like to be at 80 on a regular basis that, that's probably asking a little bit much but uh uh yeah with a team that uh, especially guards that are getting to the rim a lot you'd like to see them you know you you, you understand big man not being very good free throw shooters they, they typically are not but uh, here, here's the weirdest stat from last night to me when you look in the plus minus category of the five starters, the guy that I would say stood out defensively as just having big plays and and, and got in the mix and got on the floor and got mm-hmm. his hands on stuff and all these sorts of deals was Kerwin Walton. But Darian Williams in his minutes was a plus 32. Warren Washington a plus 21. Pop Isaacs a plus 34. Joe Toussaint a plus 42, and he played 32 minutes. Kerwin Walton was a plus one on the evening. I'm not, I'm not sure if that math is just bad on the box score or – what, but but that would I mean, double mean T. That, that
2: guy is usually he is pretty good. He is on it, yeah. So I would I would tell you that they I would tell you that's an accurate number. So that would suggest that when he was out of the ball game
1: is when you made all your heavy runs to extend the lead, even mm-hmm. though he he knocked down shots and
2: uh, you know had had eighteen. It, it, I and mean, he was a, four of eight from beyond the arc, he, but he did not get to the free throw line last night. And he did not draw any fouls last night. No, and, and he
1: and he's typically not. Although he has done some things in and at the rim more than I've seen him do last year, for certain. But uh, but but to me, what has been different about Kermit Walton is his defense. I mean, his hands have been on all, last night. His hands were all over the place. A lot of touches, a lot of uh, deflections, a couple steals. Um, that that's a piece that that makes him a playable guy. That's getting 28 minutes now for a reason, and I mean obviously because he's knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. But uh, but to only be plus one in a, in a game where every other starter at least plus 20, if not uh, closer to plus 40, and that is an odd odd stat, and it, it just makes me wonder about what rotations he's sitting in when he's on the floor. Is he left out there to kind of be a, a an anchor when Tucson? Is out out of the game a little bit, or when Pop Isaacs is, and he's out there with a Lamar Washington and a Robert Jennings, you know, and so it's more about the, the groupings than it is his individual
2: performance. But that, that's that's odd. One more uh, cupcake, and this this kind of feels like a it'll be a dried out cupcake with. You, sometimes the dried out cupcakes, the icing is still good on a dried out cupcake, but you got one more of those, and that'll be New Year's Day. At one o'clock against North Alabama, I mean, why? Well, I just, I just ask why. I mean, why, why, why are you playing New Year's Day, and uh, why are you playing? You, when Bob Knight did it, you brought in, but it was an awful
1: game. Minnesota. Uh, you brought in New Mexico. That for was the, the game where that setting. was the game he he passed Dean Smith. <clears throat> Yeah, I I you know, I if that's the kind of a tradition you're going to put in place or whatever, I I kind of get it. People are off they able are able to
2: come but it, but North Alabama, this is going to be like this is going to be like my flight from Dallas to Lubbock last night. <coughs> the flight attendants repeatedly said to the sheep that were coming on board, not a full flight. Everybody should have a window or an aisle or you'll have your whole aisle to yourself. Okay? Th- this this is how this is everybody will have an aisle seat okay there's no reason to to just crowd each other okay
1: I will say and, and we'll see what happens but best crowd not in, in terms of environment and size that
0: uh, I've seen since uh, the opener okay thought, well last that's night.
2: good that's good to hear because that's been a
0: the morning drive podcast from double t 973 is presented by cantex roofing and construction
2: uh you should you should all know by now that You know, if we can sell it, we'll do it. You know, it's something like, you know, if uh, if there was a penchant for Chinese gong music here in Lubbock and we could figure out a way that to sell it, we would we would have that. We would have that format.
1: And not to not to hijack from you here, but but Jeff Haxton raised a question on the end of the bench on Monday Mm -hmm. or Tuesday with me that was. Very interesting to me, and I think there was a lot of merit to it, but we were kind of talking about the lack of energy at basketball games and right. the smaller crowd, which I still debate just how small relatively the crowds have been compared to what they always are in the students being gone parts of the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he, he raised the point of, you know, is the lack of proximity to Chris Beard and the fact that there is no Texas coming into Lubbock, has that, has that demotivated, I mean, was that a huge part of the just – the umph and the energy and the buildup of your off seasons the last two years not off seasons your, your non-conference seasons I, and, and I think there's some merit to that argument and, and I feel like across the board like even just talking about hey would there be a reason to do a post-game show for basketball I think and if some of those years you might have had that kind of interest to where yeah people want to
2: sit and listen they want to mm, talk about it a little bit I, but not not like they do football but I, I, I disagree with that I I, I don't I don't I think the uh, Chris Beard component was related to to one game, and that was it was Texas, and it and it was it got to a fervor fever pitch that first game to where we got frankly got out of control. Um, and I think uh, I think it's more about how your lack of postseason success because let's let's face it, winning cures all ills, and when you have postseason success and you have this expectation to, oh hey, we're what do you mean? What do you mean? We got to work to get to the tournament. What do you mean? We got to work to get to a Sweet Sixteen. And bear in mind, we we'd only had three prior to the to the um, three or four prior to uh, the the beard experiment, and and one of those, and and I, they they never give him credit, but it and it wasn't called the Sweet Sixteen then, but it was a Sweet Sixteen team it was a Gerald Myers team back in the eighties because there were fewer teams playing. At that point in time, mm-hmm. it was harder to get into the tournament than yes. it is today, and so the James Dickey team is often thought of as the first Sweet 16 team when, it, when in fact it wasn't. It was this. It was the second.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've said that my whole life, and when I came, when I learned that, I was like, "Wait, what is we were in the we were in the the, the round of sixteen or whatever?" I don't think that was a marketed name yet. At it wasn't. Point no, time, it, but, it wasn't. But it's but always still. Bothered,
2: you got to that round. It's always bothered me that you and there, there were some really, really good Texas Tech teams you know in the 50s and the 60s that Uh would and it's this it's this way in other parts of the country too that would have been into the tournament uh easily by today's standards i think it's your lack of postseason success the other thing is i think on purpose this coaching administration for this particular team had everything on the down low all from from the moment they took over to the the moment of the first game on purpose you know kind of given Heisman's to the to the high donor guys the bone group you know people lost their access card to walking into the Womble at any point in time that they wanted to to watch practice so I think he he put the clamp down on on what he felt and I think as a result of that you have less energy built up for the season because you know, I mean, Beard did these five with the fireside chats and he, he got the students all jacked up with Raider Riot and, hey, if you want to be here for the Texas game, the Kansas game, the other Big 12 games, and you got to be here for the non-conference games, and they made a, a point of emphasis of, but it took, it, did, it wasn't day one for him with that. It took some time. So my, my feeling is, is that as you, as you win games and as you build your program and as you get guys that you can kind of maybe grow old with a little bit or at least have from, you're not having a complete roster flip, that 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 energy will return to the building but you're going to have to win and you're going to have to retain some players and you're going to have to get out and campaign for it a little bit so i don't (laughs) i don't think it's the lack of chris beard coming here i think i think it's the lack of 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 a and i think it was a, a from the from the head coach of making it a point of emphasis of we need you here and going out and campaigning like like beard did because Adams didn't do that either. I think,
1: I think there's 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 truth to that. I, I think you, you you hit another part of it, but but a big part of it to me still. Like I just that date in February, and I've forgotten it now. What second or whatever it was, the first time that they came. I mean, people had that thing circled, and I feel like every it was almost like every game was a practice for that night. And yeah, I agree that night got out of control in different ways, but um, at the same time, <laughs> when you when you when I mean I, I feel like some air went out of the balloon when he got fired at Texas for for this basketball fan base at least. Mm, uh, I, 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 I
2: I I I hate I, think, I hate that you say that because I, I don't like saying it either. I, I hate but that I think you say it because, because that means you're giving Texas credit for our enthusiasm for basketball. Well, not Texas. Not Texas or, or because even,
1: Rodney Terry is not gonna bring in a Texas team that I mean, Texas is always Texas, but in basketball yeah whatever. I they, mean, I mean really, they've
2: not been this bastion even of power. in the Rick
1: Barnes years, they did not bring the juice to to no. I think most fans that Kansas does when they come in here um in basketball. I think they're just they're the the next biggest game that you've got but but I think what you what you said there, in addition to that is is and I don't remember how you said it just then, but the roster turnover that you've had.
2: And you like, get, who are these getting, guys?
1: Getting to know, play. now, and it's a little different too when you've had some six, like if, if you went to the tournament and won a game last year, hey, Pop's coming back. Yeah, Robert Jennings is coming back. Lamar Washington's coming back. Kerwin Walton's I, I've coming got, back. Yeah, Kerr, I've got these guys I want to go mm-hmm. see again. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have that success last year, number one. Number two, uh, the guys that are in that eight-man rotation do kind of include Jennings in Washington now, but they didn't play very much early on.
2: Well, it's, the other thing has been about who you lost, whether it was McCullough or TJ Shannon or other some of these other guys, you know. Um, well, and you got you became big time, big name, huge recruit type front runner for a little
1: bit there, and I, I would argue you weren't terribly successful with that model, but you 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 managed to pull those sorts of names, and uh, you, you don't. I don't know that anybody was
2: just talking about. Hey, Warren Washington's coming. Well, and, and it's hard. Look, it's it's hard when you when Chance you go May to Miller. a Final Four and you've changed everybody's expectations. Yes, I mean you've changed you changed everybody's expectations to the point where people were like, "Yeah, I'm going to get my Final Four tickets and book my hotel room now." Whoa, 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 whoa! It, it's really hard to get to a Final Four. Count- you got to have you got to have some luck. Oh, you got I- to have some skill. You've got to have the right kind of. That was what was painful
1: about the lightning in the bottle that you you didn't quite catch. Uh, that, that, that one off, because how many chances are you going to get to be back in that, that moment in Minnesota that you were in? Well, you hope you hope you get another one. I hope so, too, but oof, it's hard.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Coming up today, we'll have uh, some bowl games on the air for you. We'll have the Gator Bowl at uh, 11 o'clock today. This features uh, Clemson and Kentucky. Uh, Dabo Sweeney versus Mark Stoops. Wonder if Mark Stoops really thought he was going to be coaching Kentucky on December 29th, Thanksgiving weekend. Kind of think he thought he was he was getting ready to get on a plane to go to College Station. What a what a strange deal that was. I I think they got it right. You do? Mm-hmm. With Mike I,
1: Elko, I I, I don't. I, I'm not saying Mark Stoops isn't capable, but I don't I don't know that he's going to move the needle drastically. No.
2: Well, clearly, clearly. And, I mean, they they floated that trowel balloon and then. And to me, I'm I'm curious how long the athletic director at Texas A&M stays because basically that deal was done, and then he went to his boss, and they're like, "What? You're going to hire who? No, we're not doing that." Yeah. And then they got to undo everything that they had been doing. Well, and I think I think there was it's very similar to Joy McGuire
1: in that there was a groundswell of people in the know and people with power, people with influence Mm -hmm. who said. Hey, we we like that guy, and, yeah. and there was enough of the fan base that had drank that Kool Aid too. But I I still I think Mike Elko has a chance to be successful there.
2: Yeah, but but uh, so that'll be that'll be today at eleven on one hundred point seven the score, and then also uh, from El Paso, it'll be the Sun Bowl featuring Notre Dame and Oregon State. We'll have that game after the Gator Bowl on one hundred point seven the score. Then this afternoon, you'll have the Liberty Bowl. Uh, featuring Iowa State and Memphis. That'll be on Double T 97.3. That'll be at uh, 2 o'clock today. The kick's at about 2.30. And then tonight, this just seems... It still seems criminal to me for the Cotton Bowl to be played on any day other than New Year's Day. It just it just feels criminal. Uh, and you'll have Ohio State and Missouri. Well, then we play it then. I mean, we don't want to commit a crime around here. 6.30, the broadcast time today from uh, from Jerry's place. And it's not even at the Cotton Bowl anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, almost every one of these New Year's Six games feels, with the exception of the Rose Bowl, and maybe the Orange Bowl, but they're indoor stadiums. You wouldn't know the difference between Glendale or Atlanta or right. Arlington without a, a backdrop panorama, you know, yeah, getting get that full stadium view. Sure, kind of like it's a it's an indoor stadium. The, the peach and the uh, cotton, uh, you and know, the Fiesta. They're all the they might all the, as well be the same thing. They might as well be the same place, yeah. And, and and it's lost. So there's so much that's been lost. And right. I, you know, when
2: does that start? When does college football start paying that tab for for all the damage that they've done to themselves? Because, I you know what I think it's 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 almost like and just follow me here for a second. I mean, I've already kind of given you some analogies today that maybe make your head scratch a little bit, the the dried out cupcake with the icing and the chocolate chip cookie and and the cookie dough. But I'm with you. I've been with you. Um which I'm kind of I feel good that you're with me. I think I'm more worried about you than feeling good about me. <laughs> but remember like NASCAR And just the fervent pitch that the fans had for NASCAR, and then it kind of went Hollywood, and they priced the they priced you know Joe Sixpack kind of out of the grandstands, and they I mean the NASCAR is a shell of its former self in terms of you know mass appeal by the by the public and and um, you know the fever pitch of going to the track and you know feeling like the guys are the drivers are just like you even though they're not and I and they, they're they they're paying a hefty hefty price for basically trying to sex up their sport and get away from get away from the, the the people that really kind of built them much like college football and what it's doing with conference realignment and blowing things up and the expensive tickets and suites and to the point where it's it's, it's becoming very expensive to go to a college football game, much like it's now very expensive to go to a NASCAR race and people are going eh, I can watch that from home well, Where think- I've lost my passion for it and that's what that's what I fear is that because of these not having the rivalries, you'll the passion for the sport will start to wane and there'll be a there'll be a price that we paid for it maybe 15, 20 years from now. Well, and, and yes, I agree with you. Two, twofold, really.
1: Uh, I think you you created a, a everything is now a television product mm-hmm. that makes all the all the fanfare and those pieces. Uh, just like you said about these bowl games, I mean they're 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 cookie cutter in a lot of ways. They're like a '70s major league baseball stadium. Yeah, and, right. And but I, I think more importantly, two 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 things have happened here. The the long standing rivalries are getting are getting murdered left and right um, by all this realignment. But these huge conferences too, like to me, what has made, for instance, Big 12 basketball so much fun these last few years, is that you're gonna see every one of these schools in your gym, every one of them, playing a full round robin, 18 game schedule of those 10 teams. And, and what that does to me, it, it isn't just interesting because you get to see all nine of your other opponents in your conference. But now you just played Kansas State, who you think is a really good basketball team. And two weeks ago, you played West Virginia. Do we have any reason to think about West Virginia geographically? Or are we going to drive to Morgantown and watch? No. 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 But did I just see both those teams in my gym? And therefore, when there's on Tuesday night, Kansas State at West Virginia, do I want to tune in and watch? Because... These are people I've watched and I know the names yeah. and I, that that's a real thing. That proximity and that man, and 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 don't this this era of 10 10 team league basketball has been so much fun because there is not a night of the week other than Thursday and Friday really and Sunday. <laughs> There's four nights of the week that you can flip on ESPN and you can watch a Big 12 basketball game that is Fun to watch. Right. And you have you feel like you in. kinda
2: know those players. Right? And this
1: is true in football too. But but now you're looking at you might not see a team at all in many of these conferences, but once in a decade, mm-hmm. once in a five year span, and you might not see them in your home field at all. And in the meantime, you know, do you have any reason to care about Utah? or Arizona State or Arizona or Colorado or, or, for that matter now, West Virginia or Iowa State when they're like uh,
2: cousins that you see at the reunion every fifth year. Right, and we're getting ready to, you know, uh, tomorrow the Lady Raiders will play Houston. It'll be their first Big 12 women's basketball game. And um, you, know, you go, okay, well, the last last time you kind of had anything to do with them, they were in the Southwest Conference, which is 20-something years ago. And that's what, I just wonder, if the Pendulum Keep swinging all that way to the
1: to whatever direction it's going in. And Florida State, I think, might might be the ones that that really blow it up to some extent. But if you end up with a whole new entity of some sort, do you do you in the new design go back to some kind of geographical purpose where there is consistent matchups between at
2: least this set of? I schools? think you do. I think I think that happens in every sport but football. Yeah, I think that I think there's potential for that to happen in in college basketball, but I don't. I don't. I'd almost wish that football would just go off and Hey, you guys, just power five plays power five. You're not playing. You're not playing Abilene Christian anymore. You're not playing Tarleton anymore. You're not playing Sam Houston anymore. Power five plays power five, and we're gonna have a 16 team playoff, and and you move on, and and next next group of five plays group of five, just like. We have 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A in high school football. Same thing in college football. And people are going, well, nobody's going to care. But, right, nobody's going to care about Sam Houston State and Tarleton and those games. There'll be a small group that'll care. But the the big numbers are over here. Big numbers are over here. And if you're Texas Tech, you, just want, to, you want to be included in those big numbers. You have a chance to, to kind of put yourself on the map, so to speak. But... I don't know. It's crazy. It is It is crazy, and and we're we're watching we're watching suicide really be committed right in front of us by these college football commissioners and schools, athletic directors, and television executives. And we're going to be sitting here twenty years from now, going, "What the hell happened?" Oh well, this happened. Okay, well, we shouldn't have done that. I right. think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs>
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie.
2: 7.32 this morning here on the Morning Drive. All right, gentlemen.
3: I am giving you the keys to a time machine. Okay.
2: I love this. Is it a DeLorean?
3: It's an automatic, however, five-minute return. Oh, you only get to go back to the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. and you're only there for five minutes. Mm -hmm. You can give one piece of advice to any Texas tech coach (laughs) starting January Mm one until now. Mm -hmm. You're only there for five minutes, so you got to make it fast.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Who and what is the (laughs) advice for a Texas tech coach from the past? Let's see. Let's see here. Um, you need a new flux capacitor. You, you, Five minutes is all we're getting
2: out of this you, you could, you could say to Coach Adam, don't don't tell anybody about
0: Hawaii,
2: <laughs> 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 or 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 give give everybody the the men in black kind of deal, you know, or, you know, or, the, or maybe you know, uh,
1: erase their memory. Pick a different part of the Bible to reference. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> don't reference the Bible. Okay, <laughs> I I think there's plenty of reference there, but don't don't choose the slaves obey your master yeah right that, that's that's probably maybe that's
2: probably don't give jeff goodman something to put in a headline right that's that's one thing uh let's see what would uh you know the obvious low-hanging fruit is tell joey mcguire hey that Taj brooks guy that you got there <laughs> run the damn ball
1: <laughs> well i think the obvious Joey mcguire is hey joey uh don't talk about next season
2: right Right,
1: right. No 60 minutes of us. Yeah. No, uh, we're 21 points better than last year's, year's team. team no, right. no, but yeah. just, just you know, go straight coach speak, Joey. Yeah, just tell everybody. I don't know. It's going to be tough slugging. Right,
2: right. I don't know that this... I don't know I, that we, our offensive line is going to be the strength of our team, but... We I, got I, a long way to go. <laughs> we got a long way to go. Probably going to have to use three quarterbacks again. <laughs> just hope that we don't have to put the freshman in. Or you could say to Tyler Shuck on that. on that, th- hey, just... Throw the ball out of bounds here. <laughs> Again, Oregon. We're talking to the coach. We're not
3: talking okay. to players.
2: Yeah. I, I would. I think what you. Recent memory.
1: Mm-hmm. I go back to January 1st, 2013. 2013?
2: Yes.
3: Well, that's way before this time machine can go back. I have to go back to this year? Yes. And this, 20, I thought I could go back to any year. 2023. Year.
2: 2023. I really think your flex
3: capacitor sucks. <laughs> You know what? It's an end of the year question that mm-hmm. I'm trying to have some fun with. All right, I'm going to go back to my other thought later cuz if I could change the Perfectly year Perfectly acceptable.
1: Because I mean, Doc could change Doc and Marty could change the year to any year. You were the mm-hmm. one that said it was DeLorean. I didn't well, I just if we're said talking time travel. There's we'll only one pop culture reference we need to be making here. Mhm. Doctor Who. Oh, false. Um
3: I,
2: that, that that's. I think what you said. I think that's really good. That's, that's got to be. That's got be it. I would. Um, I would say. I would say, run. The identity of your offense is going to be running the ball if you want on-field results. And I think what you said about temper your enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, and, and but
2: got, I love his enthusiasm. But
1: you got five minutes too. I, there's got to be something in that five minutes you say that wins you a game at Wyoming. Right. Run the ball. Well, that's that's it. But, uh, any number of individual moments that you say, "Hey," at the at the 13 minute mark of the fourth quarter in Laramie, when Oregon comes in at the X minute mark, you could you could get a lot out in five minutes if you had a plan. And, and Matt, what if you were three and zero going into to conference play? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hey, when Tyler Shuck, when you get when you get his leg shattered into 17 pieces, apparently on purpose. Number one, maybe don't do that. Uh, but then number two, uh, go ahead and. What do you mean and, on and purpose? I, I I feel like that day was reckless. Oh, I feel okay. like I feel I like you. your play calling that day was, was okay. Like from the start, it was like you're. Are we trying to get this dude injured? And sure enough, yeah, there you go. But but I I uh. I think that game you win to at West Virginia should you you should have been five and zero.
2: What about uh, Coach Tadlock? Is there up. anything
1: that you would like to? I was thinking that, and and I I don't I don't know what you. I don't know what you do differently because really I don't think the, the, you had the, the pitching
2: injuries were
1: yes between between your injuries and, and 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 just in general what you had on on and all that now you're bringing back almost you're not bringing back the the most important one in Mason Molina but you're bringing back I mean, this year is very, I got a lot of excitement about what you're bringing back Gavin Cash is
3: coming back we're fine what what is your I'm uh, talking about uh, pitching. What, Jeff what's your five minute advice the five minute advice would be to Joey McGuire and be very much a Coach, I know you're excited. You're excited when you wake up in the morning to brush your teeth. You're excited about pouring the first cup of coffee. You're excited about the upcoming season. That's great. Worst case scenario, Coach. What would happen if? What would happen if you lost your starting quarterback? And maybe if your offensive line isn't that good. Bring back the expectations just a touch out loud. Have them internally. Get rid of the cameras in the locker room. Have your team pumped up, ready to go. Be excited for the team going forward with the fan base. Don't say 21 points better. Say that, you know, we've still got a lot of work to do. We've made some progress last year. We've got to continue that progress going forward. And, you know, run the damn ball. We're really good at it. You should try it more often earlier. And if that means you're handing it to Taj Brooks instead of Tyler Shuck running for his life or forcing a run when he doesn't need to, maybe you've got Tyler Shuck all season long. And you do start five and zero. Oh. Well, all it, of those are possibilities.
1: Part of my five minutes would also include, hey, tell your true freshman if he ends up having to play, mm-hmm. don't throw it over the middle. <laughs> and if you've got a whole bunch of play calls that involve that, don't use them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I, you know, I don't, I don't know that you beat Kansas State no matter what, but you certainly could have beat BYU if you didn't give them the ball five times. Over the course of that evening, yeah. But but hey, I don't I don't have anything for Tadlock. I don't really think I have much for Mark Adams, and I don't I don't think the
2: five minutes would have mattered, to be quite honest. That yeah, you know, that was because that was the the, the it was kind of shot in Hawaii, I, which li- was in November. Uh,
1: I'd like to give something to Chris Degelic, but I, I'd. I don't know that she had
2: the horses completely to to get there either. Oh, uh, the only thing I would have said was uh, you know, in the last game of the year, we had a kind of a costly technical. Um, when the game looked like it was out of hand and then they clawed them way their way back in. The technical didn't cost you the game, but sure helped elevate the the, the yeah, momentum. It didn't the other direction. It didn't it didn't I would have liked to have would have liked to have started that game differently against uh against Arkansas. I tell th- you any chance, then, then, then you would go on to Lawrence and have to play KU. And then they were the eventual preseason, or they were the eventual postseason NIT champion. But yeah, I would have liked to have played one more game. I'd tell Tom Stone, hey, just do it exactly like you're going to do it. Yeah uh And I would say for Coach Gurlick, man, just man, just figure out a way to be healthy.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Drive.
2: Good morning, with Garrett Luft and uh, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Garrett's in for Jamie this morning. It's uh a Football Friday, presented by Abundance Energy. We come to you from the first united bank studio and uh, look forward to hearing from you today in the yates flooring center chat line go to double t973.com for that of the mobile app visual edge it hotline is open to 806 771 we'll have uh, the gator bowl and the sun bowl today on the air for you on 100.7 the score so just uh, the end of the bench today from 9 to 11 over there and then this afternoon we'll have the liberty bowl and the cotton bowl on and i i am so disappointed that i've that i've missed out on the last two liberty bowls because that that was a bowl game that i really wanted to go to someday and i i missed out on uh, on the tech liberty bowl we had we had tickets we had airline tickets we had texas tech alumni event tickets we had tickets with our friend fr- and i had gone to florida with the lady raiders and um came home and a bunch of us including myself tested positive for covid and that's it that's all she wrote in fact i sold my i sold my tickets to a guy uh <coughs> who was at a bar with a couple of people that i just happened to know uh here in town and they happened to be at this bar and this guy was looking for tickets and they'd seen my my post my social media post saying hey i got two tickets i can't use because i'm tested positive and i sold my sold my tickets uh while i was sitting in my lazy boy upstairs in my in my room uh watching watching bowl games and um was able to at least get a little something back so yeah. <laughs> so and then last year i had a scheduling conflict or i would have gone to see uh ku play but just just hasn't hadn't I mean, hadn't worked out turned out to be a more entertaining game at least uh, right they lost in what does uh, extra overtime yeah and, but
1: but what I, have you i mean surely in all your world travels you have been through memphis
2: i don't think i have been through memphis really i've not i, I don't have this big desire to go see elvis okay no I mean, I mean i probably would have i think we had some friends that went to to graceland but i mean the way that the way that my schedule worked when tech played there two years ago again because of basketball i think we were we were flying in and flying out really really fast yeah. so it would have been just and i've learned for these bowl games i mean you gotta you gotta have your fun before the bowl game because if you're relying just on the bowl game to have your fun, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, we
1: we uh, we do the whirlwind tour. I mean, we drove through the night, slept, I went remember to the game, that. drove yes. back. And we all came back with COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then that deal. But but we also road tripped this summer on kind of college tour with my daughter. Uh, through Not to visit Memphis for that purpose, but it was on the way. And, and I would never want to live in Memphis, like, don't don't get me wrong here, but mm-hmm. but for a for a trip, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of cool things to experience in Memphis, and if you ever go, you need to go to the National Civil Rights Museum. It's worth every penny of okay. admission. It I mean, you
2: know super, that I'm a I'm a history super face.
1: super well done. It mm-hmm. is such a cool, really is really. Is it cool where the place. Lorraine Hotel is? Yes, okay. where, 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 the motel, the motel. Lorraine motel. L- yes, Lorraine Motel. Been repurposed, and, mm-hmm. and you actually walk through the the two rooms that. Uh, That were that were adjacent to, or where uh, Martin Luther King was pulled into, Uh, but but you know Beale Street, eh? Take it or leave it, uh, in my opinion. Well, I probably would. I would. That would probably appeal to me. It's 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 dirty. I mean, I I know, but I mean, the whole the whole city. I know, I know, but I mean, I I think (laughs) I think the Liberty Bowl is more impressive, and it's a dump, but it's more impressive apparently than the Independence Bowl. I will say that from uh, all from all takers of, of. of people who have been to both now,
2: yeah, I, and it's I, about
1: to get a two hundred million dollar overhaul. Overhaul, apparently. Well, I,
2: I would, I, I would enjoy, um, I would enjoy um, Beale Street. I think, I, I think I would enjoy that one time. Um, I think I would, 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 would love to be, uh, be a part of that. Do you know who was? I'm, I was looking to see if I could confirm this. I'm, 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 I am certain that he was. But the Reverend Jesse Jackson was standing next to Martin Luther King yep. when he was when he was shot yep. and assassinated. Yep. I'm always the backstory of all these things. You know, that one and Bobby Kennedy and and uh, you know, obviously JFK and some of these others. You know, the, I'm a I'm a fan of history, as you well know. Uh, not just sports history, but generally generally my my fandom of history is from World War II forward. I'm, I I don't have very much interest in. The civil war I have no interest in the civil war i have very little interest in world war one but world war Two forward as a as a well i won't i won't poke the bear of calling you a missourian but but uh, uh, uh well no, the, no no i was born i was born on one side of the river and i grew up on the other side of the river okay let's uh, With that... My birth certificate does say Missouri, okay? It with, does. With that... But I was just like mere miles away from the Kansas state line. But with that back
1: background, you don't have any interest in antebellum. No, I really don't. Or the Civil
2: War. I really don't. I mean, that is some of the most fascinating... I know, but I mean... Fascinating Missouri history. was a slave state and Kansas Bleeding, was a free Bleeding state.
1: Kansas. And Lawrence.
2: I know. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence got burned... is the
1: free capital. I mean,
2: it got burned down, right? Yes. I know. And John Brown. I know. I just don't... You, I just... Uh, I just I, I just for whatever reason I just I just that, that to me
1: is about the only cool thing about growing up in that part of the world.
2: I mean this bar that I could to, imagine. This bar I used to go to in Kansas City was uh it's the oldest building in Kansas City and, and the 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 Underground Railroad went literally uh below this where this bar is and it was like an outpost for Daniel Boone, Kelly's. Kelly's in Westport. If you ever go you can go to and it's just a it's a dump of a bar, but if you walk in there you're like it's it looks like a saloon, Kelly's. You, and you, you can. I probably could walk in there tonight, and there'd be somebody I would know. It's kind of one of those places, especially this time of year, because you kind of go back yeah, there and go you know, go back and. Who am I gonna see at the yeah. old, who the old gonna, Haunt? Who am I gonna go see at Kelly's? I mean, some of my buddies they, I'd be like, hey, you want to go to Kelly's? I'm like, oh god, it's such a dump. I'm like, I know, but I mean I always you like going there. Yeah, we're we're not going but there. But that's I mean, okay. that is interesting
1: to me that you just you don't see any intrigue in that in that portion no, of I don't. uh you were right, right. Maybe you were too proximate to it.
0: This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of double 973 podcasts at double 973com